This and every episode of Wrecked Podcast is brought to you by Beeksy Exchange, an upcoming cryptocurrency exchange built in collaboration with One Market Data. Beeksy is bringing legacy finance speed, power, and sophistication to crypto for the first time. With 225,000 transactions per second per pair, comparable to NASDAQ, 15 order types on day one, with 25 order types on full rollout, and a dedicated customer support team, Beeksy is setting itself apart from the competition. Check out Beeksy today at Beeksy.com and pre-register today at Beeksy.com slash registration to get your free Beeksy exchange tokens. That's Beeksy.com, B-E-A-X-Y dot com. This is Aliza with Celsius Network, and you are listening to Wrecked. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Chamber here, all by my lonesome again. Uh, unfortunately, Bunchu had a dinner date with some executives for his company. I'm sure. I'm assuming that's what he left me. That's what he left me for. But I'm uh, I'm happy to announce that I've made a new best friend. Possibly, we've been chatting for the last 30 minutes uh, before we started recording. Uh, and uh, I have Aliza with Celsius Network here with me. How are you doing today, Aliza? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a long day, but a good one, as are most. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah, that's what happens when you do what you love, right? It's it. You know what? We've been uh, we've had a lot of conversations over the uh, the last you know 12 months where we've been uh, you know we've been putting out shows and all the projects that we've spoken to. Uh, say the exact same thing, where they're going to put in 14, 15, 16 hour days, it feels like sometimes, and they're loving every minute of it. You know, we just, uh, we, our friends over at uh, Beeksy Exchange just launched uh, over the over the weekend, I think just uh, today started allowing for deposits. Oh, yeah. I know those guys, they're awesome. Yeah. So we've we've had them on the show a couple of times. Uh, they're they're sponsored. They were sponsored the shows uh, for for quite some time. Um, but yeah, just seeing you know they've been working so hard for so long. It's nice to see uh, you know some of the fruit start to bear, right? Yeah, I think I mean I think that's generally true in life. But I think you see a particular concentration of the sort of passion that you're identifying in this space in particular, especially when people feel like. Uh, they're working towards a larger goal or mission. Um, you know, they're willing to put in the hours, and it doesn't even feel like they're putting in the hours. I mean, we get tired. None of us have gone on vacation in over a year, but at the end of the day, we're having a lot of fun, and you sort of get a new family when you do that. That's 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 great to hear. So we're going to get started in just a sec, but before we get started, we're just going to take a quick minute and uh, hear from our friends at Lolly. Hey everyone, it's Chamber here. If you're interested in accumulating Bitcoin, you need to check out Lolly. That's L-O-L-L-I. You can find them at lolly.com and on Twitter at TryLolly. Lolly is a free browser extension that lets you earn Bitcoin when you shop online. For every purchase at one of the Lolly merchants, you can earn up to 30% Bitcoin back directly to your wallet. Lolly has partnered with over 500 merchants, including Jet, Overstock, SeatGeek, and Priceline. 
while you're safe and completely free to use. And it's a great way to earn and share Bitcoin with family and friends. Don't miss out on your chance to accumulate more Bitcoin for the next bull run. Check it out at lolly.com. That's L-O-L-L-I.com. And on Twitter, at TryLolly. And we're back. So, Lisa. Yes. When did you, I have to ask the infamous question, when did you get into crypto? Uh-huh. When did I get into crypto? Um, so, funny story, back in 2013, I read a New York Times article about how Bitcoin was dead because it had crashed to like $50 or something. And they were basically writing an obituary for the end of this, uh, you know, silly financial experiment. Um, and I was like, hmm, that's, that sounds interesting. And I started seriously looking into it and thinking about, you know, buying a bunch of Bitcoin uh, at $50, right? And mm-hmm. then I talked to a couple of friends of mine who I was in business school with, as well as um, my stepfather, and they all basically were vehemently against it, referred to it as a collective delusion. Um, and unfortunately, I was persuaded away from dabbling in crypto at that point. So then when it sort of came up again in 2017 and um, I was offered a job with Celsius Network, uh, I jumped at it because I had regretted it ever since. So you went from no crypto to working for a crypto company, essentially? Yes, I did. I mean, it took me a couple of months to really think about it um, and really look into it because obviously there had been a massive evolution since from 2013 to 2017. Um, And it, you know, it's particularly Celsius Network, not just because I knew one of the co-founders from years ago in a completely different setting, but also because of the stated mission of Celsius Network, which is, you know, do well by doing good, uh, giving back what the communities do for their contribution and making sure people are treated fairly, financially speaking, were all things that really spoke to me. That's interesting. So you've now been with the company for how long? Um, since uh, January 2018. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's been this past year has been, you know, I went to uh, I went to Sloan MIT Sloan for business school, and that was an amazing education. Made lots of connections, had a lot of fun, um, but this feels like an education in business and life on steroids, right? Uh, I the, bet the it amounts does. that's been condensed into a year and a half of work is absolutely insane. So for, for the folks listening, can we give a, not necessarily an elevator pitch, but just, a, just a, a summary of what Celsius is all about? Sure. So <clears throat> Celsius Network, um, basically there are three legs in our stool. Um, we essentially, the, the main offerings that we provide to the public is that you can earn interest on your crypto. So you deposit with us and you get paid out every single week in more crypto um, because we're functioning almost like a banking platform where we're generating revenues on top of the deposits that we get. And Mm -hmm. so we're paying out 80% of our revenue um, to, or of our profit to the community. 
that's fantastic. So I can attest to this. I've actually been running. Um, I love, by the way, the new app oh, is yes, fantastic. And there are more improvements coming. It's an the, iterative process, and we've got an amazing tech team. I'm not even joking. This is probably one of the best crypto apps I've seen. Um, yes. It's it, it honestly is. I've I've used a bunch of them. Um, I started, you know, once once we once we knew you were coming on, I wanted to play around with a little bit. I deposited some Bitcoin on the app, and like you said, every Monday I get my my payout email and it shows up. I get paid out. In, I, I chose the option to get paid out in uh, in in uh, CEL. In CEL, uh, yeah. Got to got to take that. So I got a better rate because of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's actually a brand new feature. So we're just turning on the sell token basically a year after launching. Um, and, you know, we spent the last year, we didn't list on any exchanges um, for, you know, being cautious from a regulatory perspective. And of course, now we are. Yes, and I know big news today, right? Yeah, yeah, we just listed on Liquid um, as our first partner. And, you know, one of the reasons that we went with them was because they are super compliant and, um, you know, very trustworthy and um, a great exchange. So we, you know, we've been very careful throughout this whole process. And the past year, we really just focused on building up our business. So, you know, improving the app, making sure that everybody was getting good interest on the coins that they deposited, and then also building out our lending business, which is a, the other major offering that we have and which I'm responsible for, which is basically you can post your crypto as collateral and get dollars or stable coin in exchange for it. Um, at you know, We have the lowest interest rates that we charge. So uh, that's really a way of enabling and facilitating crypto adoption so that people can keep their asset and keep the upside on that, but still have the money that they need to be able to operate in today's still proto crypto world. That is accurate. Um, so can you, are you able to go over some of like you, I'm, I'm just on the, I'm on the app right now mm -hmm. and there's, there's a lot of uh, deposits that you can do. There's many different tokens you can deposit. Yeah. Um, and what are some of the varying um, payouts uh, percentages that you can get? Is there one particular that's better than the other? Or how, how do you guys figure out which percentages to, to kind of apply to each token or coin? Um, right. So that's something that we adjust and we try not to adjust too frequently. Um, but basically, that's a reflection of what... Um, what people are willing to pay us to borrow those coins at. Gotcha. Right, so that's how we generate the revenues so that then we can pay interest is we're lending out um, a, to hedge funds or other financial institutions that don't want to take the exposure of buying a given crypto but want to be able to play with it essentially. Um, and so they'll borrow from us, you know, they'll provide collateral and then we'll lend out the coins, um, earn interest on it. And then that's what we turn around and make sure that our community can get. Um, so, you know, those those rates are really a reflection of the market. That's fantastic. I'm just looking over the options right now. I mean, you can deposit, obviously, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, obviously the sell token, but like Ripple or XRP, I should say, uh, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin. Yeah. Uh, Stellar, let me say yeah. Go, Zero X, Z, Z, uh, Zcash. I mean, it, 
it's yeah, pretty we're adding we're adding more all the time and point of fact we're going to be posting a significant number of staking coins uh over the course of the next month month and a half um you know a lot of it depends on our custodian bitgo um and what they support uh, and so when they support a good coin um also one that there's demand for you know we we try to provide as many options to our users as possible that's awesome so another question for you here um with this new app and all these upcoming you know updates and 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 whatnot i know we have the uh, liquid exchange that we've uh you know that we've we've jumped on today mm-hmm. do we have any other uh, exchanges that might be coming up in the future that uh, that we're working on or I just want to let that kind of grow organically. Oh, yeah. No, we, we also have more exchanges in the works. We're rolling out again. We're, we want to be cautious and prudent. Um, so it, there are actually aren't that many exchanges that have licenses, really strong AML policies, AML KYC policies mm-hmm. are really compliant um, and structured in a way that we feel comfortable with. So, you know, I'd say there may be maybe 10, 15 exchanges that meet our criterion. So we're adding them one at a time. Interesting. Now, speaking of KYC, I obviously had to do KYC on the app. Yeah. Very easy to do, by the way. Yes. Ugh, amazing, because that is also one of the things, one of the processes that we've been working on um, for a while. So I I live in Canada. I always assume it's going to take a little bit longer to KYC. And I, it was, I think, minutes. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, that's great to know. Actually, I think probably the KYC is the easiest time with um, running the checks for uh, English language uh, IDs. Makes sense. So, yeah, I think that's, um, but it, it's, the process is really good across the board. You got to so, give a shout out to OnFido, who's our KYC provider. Nice. Yep. Um, so... We actually had a, um, a BlockFi on, mm. um, I don't know, a couple of months back. Right. And they do something similar. Yes, they do. Um, how do you do it better? <laughs> um, look, I don't know what, um, I don't know the inner workings of BlockFi. Fair enough. No, that's fair. Um, I was, I was and I don't know it. how they're structured and how they mitigate risk and what sort of institutional mm-hmm. relationships they have that would facilitate them doing what we do. Um, I know that they charge differently for the interest that they just introduced. I think that they, um, you know, they saw what we were doing and they ended up, they were like, wow, that's a great idea. Uh, and copied us, and uh, I don't know how they're managing that, but I do know that we have developed amazing tech. Um, you know, there are weekly notifications we offer, mm-hmm. which I do get, by the way. Yes, and we offer the best rates. Um, and I think also ultimately, like Celsius is really focused on the community and rewarding the community. Um, and BlockFi, like they didn't do an ICO; they got traditional VC investing. Yes. Um, and so they have a primary fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders, uh, not to the community. And I think that that's a major difference. That's a big difference. Yep. And again, just speaking for myself, um, just the 
the amount that I've used uh, Celsius over the last couple of weeks, uh, very easy to use, love the app. Uh, like I said, the KYC process was very easy to do. Um, I gotta tell you, so far I'm, I'm, I'm hedging on your side a little bit more just from the ease of use from the native token. And honestly, all of the options you can use for deposits is very impressive. Yeah, thank you. Um, I mean, again, we are a relatively small team given what how big of a, a beast we've built, right? Like we turned on interest last summer. Uh, we like we turned on that automated feature in August. I think we took our first deposit in June. And you know, getting to that first like one million dollars in deposits was mm -hmm. so, so hard. It was like pushing rope up a hill. It was really frustrating. And then since then, we have over, I mean, now at this point, we have well over 200 million in assets under management. And, That's you know, crazy. it's just it's pouring in because people, you know, either they're crypto sitting in a cold storage wallet, not doing anything for them, or it's sitting on an exchange, not doing anything for them or it's scattered all over the place and it's hard to manage and it's not really doing anything for them except for, I hope the value of this coin goes up, right? right. Um, and it's the easiest thing in the world to do, K, you know, download the app, do KYC, sign in, move your coins there and then get additional payout. If you think about what happens when you put your money in the bank, the bank's not paying you anything. And no, they're not. Around and they're lending your money out to absolutely everybody. And they're charging you crazy fees just to have yeah. a bank account. They, they're, they're paying you nothing for the money that you provide them, which then mm -hmm. allows them to charge you 25% or more, um, you know, on your credit card. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what? What the fuck? How does that even and make any sense? It's, it's all the same wheel, right? Right. And so we came along and we said, no, this isn't, this isn't okay. And um, crypto is... You know, it's still in its infancy. I think it's going to look very, very different, you know, five years from now, even two years from now. I think we're, again, in a proto-crypto universe right now. Um, we're like early man. Um, but in order for this thing to grow, you need adoption. And in order to get more adoption, you need to be able to incentivize people that this is an asset that will it is worth getting it into. Um, and one of the ways to do that is to offer the community the best terms for their, for their money. Absolutely. So the one, uh, when I was on the app, when I was using it, the one thing I wish I could do, and I don't even know if this is a possibility or not, um, is are there plans to allow exchanging tokens and coins within the app? Like for example, if I deposit Bitcoin, and you know, after some time, I want to maybe split half of that off into Ethereum or XRP. Oh my God, you're speaking my language. Um, yes, there are plans for that. That is something Ooh. that we are we're looking we're looking into fiat on an off ramp. Um, we should have like fully all automated lending, at least against uh, stablecoin. Um, you know, within the next month. After that, we'll uh, have the automatic lending, like securing loans there as well, as soon as we also get that fiat um, on an off-ramp set up so that we can be depositing money directly into people's accounts without them having to even interact with us. Um, 
So there are all sorts of new features that we are working on adding. And our general philosophy and approach has been, um, you know, focus on what you do well, do it really well, and partner on everything else. So, um, you know, we're wrapping up the partners that we have been doing a lot of work, checking out, making sure that they're the best option. Um, and there are so many exciting changes coming to the app over the next couple of months. I'm really excited to see how it grows. Just killing it. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Now, we were talking before the show, um, the head office or the main office for Celsius Network is in Tel Aviv. Is that right? No, New York. So we have offices in New York and Tel Aviv, and then most of our dev team sits in Serbia. Um, and we're actually also looking to open up an office um, either in uh, Singapore, uh, South Korea. You know, we'll we'll figure that out. But uh, you know, need more need more time zone coverage essentially. Um, no kidding. Yeah. So we have um, most of the leadership sits in the U.S. and then uh, we have uh, I would call it more. Um, like operations um, and development in uh, in Israel, and then all of the technologies being built in in Serbia. Now, you you spend your time going back between New York and Israel, correct? Yes, I I prefer I prefer Israel. The weather the weather <laughs> nope. is significantly better. I hear the beautiful the, the beaches are beautiful. The beaches are beautiful, and the hummus is great. <laughs> The, the hummus. The hummus. hummus. No, no, say it sure like I'm an pronounced. Israeli. Yeah, That's right. Say it, Israeli. Say it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say it right. Say ch, ch. You got you to get it in the back of your throat. That's fantastic. Now, this is not your first time uh, visiting Israel, correct? Um, no. So I moved there in 2007. Um, I joined the Israeli military. Um, I was an IDF spokesperson's unit. Uh, and then I moved to a second unit that does coordination with international groups and uh, organizations and Palestinians. Um, and then I left to go to business school. And then I moved back right afterwards and uh, ended up getting falling into the, the magical black hole, like <laughs> <laughs> the, the crypto hole. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear you there. No, it it's becomes an obsession. Um, it, in a healthy way, but um, it it really is quite consuming, um, and I think that that you know, as we said at the beginning, is a defining characteristic of almost everybody I see thriving uh, in this industry. Now, uh, so how many how many years did you spend in the in the army in Israel again? Sorry, was, was that in, six? Yeah, I was there for six years. Um, I started the social media department for the Israeli military. Um, back at a time when, you know, it was 2007 and Facebook was considered child's play and, um, you know, they didn't know if you uh, tweet a YouTube or YouTube a tweet or, you know, they, it was, it was like speaking to them about aliens. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think there are lots of uh, parallels um in crypto for that as well. Like right now it's still considered something on the fringe and eventually it will come to dominate. I hope so. I think I'm, I, I, I think you are hundred percent correct. 
I think that will happen. Uh, hopefully it's 2007 for us and we're 12 years away from insanity. Um, and you know, we're all, uh, <laughs> we're all mega, uh, you know, mega rich in, uh, in crypto. So I don't uh, just think, I don't just think it's about being rich. I just, I actually think that there is an enormous amount of inequality in today's world and people, um, don't have a chance to, you know, our, our generation is less upwardly mobile than our parents' generation. It absolutely and I think is. That I think that um, the way that crypto functions or could possibly function um, is something that gives more opportunity for equality. And I, I think that that is why we're going to see a revolution in this field. I'm, uh, you, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. I, I agree 100%. Um, I think this could possibly be one of the events uh, financially that even out the playing field more so than maybe any other time in the last 100 years. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we can get Alex, our CEO, on this uh, podcast at some point because he's, I have to give him credit, he's, he's a total visionary. And um, he is probably one of the most entertaining and articulate speakers on exactly this topic. Well, we would love to have him on. Um, so before we move on, uh, actually, I want to I wanna make sure we have a little fun here. Because okay. here at Oh, Podcast. is this the science quiz? Well. Yeah, Mr. White. Yes, science. I kind of hinted I mean, towards I didn't it. say that. <laughs> I told you, but I told you I I'll do geography. No, no, this is much better. So we're going to play a little game here, okay? All right. And this game is called uh, Wait, Fahrenheit. Wait, if I fail, you have to, if I fail this, you have to, uh, you have to erase it. No, no. hundred percent. Yeah, we will absolutely edit it out if you come out. Uh, <laughs> like you a know, moron. If... <laughs> All um, right, hit me. So, so uh, this one's called Fahrenheit and Celsius. So obviously, I wanted to. I wanted to use. Do not these. ask me to convert. Okay, but go. Oh, I'm absolutely asking you to convert. So, uh, obviously, you spend uh, a lot of your time in the U.S. Yep. Um, the U.S. is renowned worldwide. Again, I live in Canada. Um, is renowned worldwide for their lack of adoption of the metric system, which obviously incorporates the Celsius scale. Yes. Um, so we're gonna play a little game. <laughs> Um, I want so so. There's three countries, including uh, the United States, that do not use the metric system. So, three in total. United States being one of them. What are the other two? Wait, but so would the UK count? Because I believe they use miles, although they're on the metric system for everything else. So no, the UK is not one of the answers. I, I'll give you uh, partial credit. <laughs> Because they do use miles, not They kilometers. do use miles, yes. But the official, yeah, they officially are on the metric system. So there's there's three countries that are like don't even come close to sniffing the metric system. Uh, so obviously the United States. I'm going to give you one uh, is Liberia. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, it is. But Liberia. Mm -hmm. How the hell was I supposed? Well, that? you're supposed to know these things because you're the guest and I'm quizzing you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the la or the and the third one uh, used to be called Myanmar. Uh, oh, so Burma. You, 
That's correct. Very good. So All I'll right. Give you some do I get it's, another partial credit? A hundred percent. That's definitely a, a, a solid victory on, on knowing Burma was uh, Myanmar. But formerly Myanmar, yes. And that's a geography question I wanted to slip in for you, too. Oh, thank you very uh, much. You're welcome. Much appreciated. <laughs> I, can, I can do all the flags of the world. Oh, really? Well, maybe yeah. next time we'll have you on, we'll do, we'll do flags of the world. Awesome. Um, so, this is a bit more sciencey now. Okay. As we all know, well, everybody else does at least, uh, what water freezes at in Celsius. Um, in Fahrenheit, water freezes at 32 degrees. Yes. What does it freeze at in Celsius? Very good. Zero is the correct answer. And you know that 40 degrees, minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit and minus 40 degrees Celsius, that's where the scales meet. Very good. That's the only time, yes. Minus 40, when both Canada and the U.S. are at minus 40, we're both complaining about the same number. And you know what? That happened once when I was in school in Canada, and it was Yes, it will. I grew up in, like, northern Canada. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even lying. Um, with the wind, the, the, I, I've, I've suffered uh, minus 59. And, I mean, it was ridiculous. I don't know what that converts to in Fahrenheit, but it's fucking cold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, it's terrible. Yeah, so I'm going to give like you... They were, we were underground most of the winter at McGill. Yeah, that, that, that will happen. I actually volunteered uh, years back uh, to go to Montreal after they had a severe snowstorm. Um, and we went in as part of like a community effort to, to go in and help and provide food. They lost power. They had ice storms. It was, it was insane. This was like back in the 90s. Uh, but I remember going when I was in high school to help out there. And I was, it was very cold uh, and I didn't like it. Uh, Montreal is much better when the power is on. Yeah, and Montreal is also one of the most amazing cities in the world in the summer um, for like four months. Yeah, no, absolutely. Montreal is is beautiful. I would highly recommend Vancouver uh, if you are making your way to Canada again. That's nice about, I would say, 10 months of the year. That is a very high endorsement. Yeah, it's it's Vancouver's Vancouver's very, very nice. Uh, but Montreal, uh, obviously up, up, uh, up on top of the list as well. All right, I'm going to give you another question here. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with Fahrenheit. Or pardon me, I'm going to give you the Celsius. I don't want you to tell me what the Fahrenheit is. So we know at 32 degrees, water freezes. Mm-hmm. In Celsius, water boils at 100 degrees. What degree in Fahrenheit does water boil? Fuck, I do not remember this. Really? Yeah. It is 212. Ugh. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, okay. I totally did hot. not, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I was going to say like 312. I feel like that 12 was like floating in my brain somewhere. Fair but enough. I was not going to remember that. I wouldn't even have got close to that. See, the problem with Canada is obviously we border with the United States. So we kind of have to have in our back pocket some sort of uh, Fahrenheit knowledge, which yeah. is very upsetting because half the time I'm talking, I have to like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's 28 degrees here. I yeah. have no idea what that is in Fahrenheit. So you have, so do you know what, like, we use a, or, you know, people use, uh, but I think it's probably used most in Canada because we have to do that conversion. So the Fahrenheit conversion, trying to figure out something in Fahrenheit, there's a formula for it. And the formula is take the number in Celsius, multiply it by 1.8, yeah. and then add 32. Yeah. 
Yeah. A very simple formula. Yeah, it's super simple. I don't even yeah, know what super simple. I, how come, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> yeah, 1.8 times the times the temperature plus yeah. 32. Yeah. It seems seems so simple. Yeah, yeah um, obviously. So I say you fared out very well oh, in this quiz. Thank you. Uh, I, I think uh, I think you did yourself uh, you did yourself proud. Well, at um, least I didn't embarrass myself. That's no, absolutely. I think thing. I think you held up your end of the bargain. Uh, we're going to have a little bit more fun. We want to get to know you a little bit more. So we're going to do a little rapid fire. Oh, okay. All right. So in, within rapid fire, I'm just going to ask you, these are non-crypto related. Some of them might be crypto related, but for the most part, non-crypto related. And uh, we just want to get to know you a little bit better um, because uh, we were, again, talking before the show. Uh, and and how we didn't shout you out properly enough in the last episode, knowing you, uh, knowing you the way I do now, I should have been a hundred times more uh, emphatic about having you on. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so question one, what is your favorite movie? The Big Lebowski. Oh my goodness! I knew we were going to be best friends. Yep. There you go. Um, <laughs> the Big Lebowski is. Uh, so I would say my top three, I also include uh, Fear and Loathing in that one as well. And then I usually leave a spot open for one movie, that, you know, a movie that floats in and out. But oh, definitely yeah. Lebowski's in there. Fair enough. Okay. What? Um, so when you were a kid, what was your favorite song growing up? What was your kind of embarrassing go-to song when you were a kid? Oh, I don't know. I think it would probably, oh, I'm too embarrassed to say this out loud. No, it's okay. I think, this... I think it would probably be like a Spice Girl song. <laughs> so awesome. My uh, my wife routinely quotes the Spice World movie. Oh or Spice... my God. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, it was, she was a big fan herself. So um, you're, in, you're in good company. Awesome. <laughs> Oh, um, taking me back, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to go back and watch the movie. She'll, I would say every few years she'll make me watch it and be like, oh, yeah, this is, this, it's, it's. I, I never went that far, but, but uh, you know, it, it's a sign of my age. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your go to karaoke song? Karaoke song? <laughs> I have a terrible voice and never sing karaoke unless oh, forced that, to that, I know. that should mean you do more karaoke the worst I, I think i'm gonna have to go with something like maudlin like all by myself or Good one. Or, or a Disney song. Disney songs are always good. Yeah. Disney Do you have a? Are you a big Disney movie person? Um. Yes. I mean, I love The Little Mermaid and The Lion King, uh, Beauty and the Beast, and so, that's basically where I stopped watching. <laughs> no, that's fair. I think uh, I have a couple of daughters. Um, Moana, very good. Oh yes, my niece it, is a huge Moana fan. Big, I, I, you know, if I can watch it, you know, a hundred times and not be, you know, not go crazy, I think it's, I think it's pretty solid. Now we have, uh, I think, big controversy currently within the Disney universe. Um, we have the remakes of both The Lion King and Aladdin, oh. and in my opinion, vastly different movies as far as the quality of the remake. 
Okay, so I haven't watched either of them. I, neither have I. Neither have I. I'm just going I by. Feel, I feel that it would be blasphemy. There is no reason to build off of or redo things that are flawless and perfect in the first place. I feel very strongly about that. <laughs> it's like when somebody makes a terrible movie of a really great book. Unforgivable. Absolutely. I, I don't disagree. So, so do you not think The Lion King is going to be okay? No. It is unacceptable to me that wow, they see, redid I, it. <laughs> I'm in the camp really that I, I strongly about this. I feel like I feel like Lion King is going to be good. I think it's an abomination to have Will Smith as the genie in Aladdin, though. Um, it was. I, I, I saw like that. It was. Yeah, no, it's just not okay. I not saw okay. the remake of the, um, you know, uh, Prince Ali song. You know what I mean? Prince Ali shall be with you. Right? Exactly. Yes. A classic Disney song. Um, do yourself a favor. If, if, if you want to get depressed really fast, go on YouTube nope. and Google I'm the Will Smith version. It. I won't do it. I refuse. Oh, don't do it. It's, it's, it's too painful. It is possibly the most painful thing to watch. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's cringeworthy. Uh, so I, I will probably go see The Lion King. I'm a big fan of The Lion King uh, original. I think they're going to do a good job with the remake in the live action. Now, were you a big? Were you a not a fan of the uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, live action I remake? Did. I did. No, I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, I. Didn't I thought that, that was pretty me. good. I, I thought that was I was a B plus. I would say. Yeah. See, when you're going from an A plus to a B plus, that's pathetic. it's definitely a downgrade. Yep. It's not worth it. All right, let's and move on so here. there's so much like, good television that you could watch. Why would you spend your time watching it? Don't get me started on good television. Yeah. What, have you seen anything good lately that you can recommend? Um, I mean, I have, have on cue to watch um, Chernobyl, which I'm okay. pretty excited about. I've been on record as this is probably the greatest show of the year. Uh, Chernobyl is fantastic. And I've been on this kick because there's a the, the kind of the lead in Chernobyl is also the lead in another show that I was a big fan of called uh, The Terror. Mm, Very Yeah, if if watch Chernobyl, then watch The Terror after. But yeah, Chernobyl is is a ten out of ten. Yeah, it's an yeah, that, so There's also there's so much. Um, speaking of Israel, amazing Israeli television. So there are some really great shows like Fauda. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I highly recommend. Really, really interesting. Well, I will look into that. It's on Netflix, man. Go yeah. forth. Yep. Anything you would recommend off the top? Yeah, Fauda. It's called Fauda. It's uh, this really intricate, very thoughtful, um, suspenseful um, uh, series about like a team of basically undercover Israeli operatives um, who operate against terror in the Palestinian territories, but it also spends a lot of time focusing on the Palestinian side of the dilemma um, and it's like action-packed and intense and thoughtful and really well acted and highly recommend great show great television well I'm gonna hop on that immediately then yeah <laughs> it's addictive I love addictive television yeah be prepared to lose a day or two good I, I got days I got days to I got days to give up it's good um, <laughs> all right last question here for you okay what is now we're, we're on the show we have varying degrees of uh, conspiracy theory love. <laughs> um, we want to ask, now we're not, nobody's too, too crazy, 
But uh, do you have a favorite conspiracy theory? A favorite conspiracy One that kind of, you know, gets, you know, maybe yes. that one could be real or... Oh, not, not, this is not real. It's just amazing. So um, I don't remember, I think it was about nine, eight or nine years ago, um, there was an article in an Egyptian newspaper about how th there had been a series of like shark attacks in the Red Sea. And there okay. was uh, an article in an Egyptian newspaper about how uh, they were secretly trained Mossad sharks that had been deployed to ruin um, Egyptian uh, tourism. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty amazing. I, it was pretty, that was pretty, fan it's just pretty fantastic. So the hash, we usually do a hashtag for every episode. So um, I'm going to put a hashtag, a hashtag for today is going to be hashtag uh, massage sharks or red sea sharks. What do you, what do you yeah, like? You go with red sea sharks. All right. Red sea shark. It is. I love that. That is a, uh, that is a fantastic conspiracy theory. Uh, I have not heard that one, but I will research it. <laughs> be my guest. So, so, I mean, that is all I have for you. Um, I just want to give you some time now to just, um, if there's anything else you wanted to chat about or anything else you want to plug, the, yeah, the, the no, floor is yours. Actually, I, I, kind of, I kind of need to get back to work. So um, I'm just going to say, uh, you know, to all your listeners that you should check out our app. Um, one of the things that we appreciate the most is feedback from users. So if anybody has recommendations for improvements or additional features that they want to see or ideas that they have and they want to share with us, um, I would encourage them to reach out to us directly. We love getting feedback. Um, I would also say to test it out and if you feel uncomfortable with it, put in a little bit, see how you like it, see how you like the feel of getting notifications on your interest um, and just, you know, test us out. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm obviously going to continue using this. I'm, I've been a pretty big fan so far. Um, I, I will, uh, we'll make sure and we'll make sure obviously all, all these links and, uh, and, um, and, and websites are in the description. Um, we're gonna actually release this probably, this is gonna come out um, on Thursday. So we'll make sure to tag everybody involved, we'll make sure to tag Alex as well. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have all of that stuff uh, in, in that too. So um, for myself, Chamber, uh, on behalf of the Rect Podcast, I would like to leave you with our famous tagline. By the way, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, we had uh, our biggest fan of the show uh, make a video for us. I don't know if you've seen this online yet, but uh, Gilbert Gottfried is a, a huge Wrecked podcast fan. Who'd have thought? Um, he actually said this himself. Don't get wrecked, and that is financial advice. <laughs>